The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry talk about the Dusty Roads A&E bio from last night. And coming off the heels of that, we speak to Dustin Rhodes. Also, we speak to your new NXT Women's Champion, Indy Harwell, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Amazing A&E bio uh, last night for Dusty Rhodes. For those who saw it, I'm sure they're going to want to hear us talk about it, maybe even call in at 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. And for those who didn't see it, they may want to listen just to hear what we have to say about it because I think personally, uh, it and this is and this says a lot, by the way. I felt I think it's the best A and E bio that I've seen so far, and like I said, that's that's saying something because I think they've done a tremendous job with a lot of those bios. But it was hard, Mark, not to get emotional watching that bio last night. It was hard. Dave, and in fact, I didn't make it. <laughs> I shed a tear. Um, but the thing that was the most impactful about the bio was Dusty's ability to get the most out of people that were already great, people that were already good. And he's like the wrestler whisperer. And Dustin and I talked at length about this on Friday. And this this documentary confirmed. I mean, you had Hulk Hogan, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's high on the totem pole of pro wrestling as you can get. Say, man, whenever when you saw this, I stole that from Dusty. And then they showed it. Like, bro, that, that, what other compliments can you give? Me and Bully, we I talked to Bully last week. Dave, you were there. How do you feel about uh, people emulating your finish and stuff? It's the greatest form of flattery when done right. And people like Hogan, myself, I, I'm sure Bully has adopted things that Dusty did or, or he saw or indirectly. We we 
everybody in the business owes Dusty a grit of data, uh, a debt of gratitude because of what he did and how he presented it to us. Mark, I never borrowed anything from Dusty Rhodes. I blatantly stole from Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I, I didn't steal it in a way where I tried to, you know, reinvent something and make it my own. I've did it as a tribute. I do the flip flop and fly and I've been doing yep. it for, uh, you know, for probably 10 to 15 years now. And uh, I was doing the flip flop and fly right before I'd go into the body slam that would lead to the what's up that would lead to the demon get the tables. We took one of Dusty's most signature maneuvers, signature moments and incorporated it into the whole Dudley act. You know, last night was an amazing documentary on Dusty. And I, I don't think I learned anything about dust that I didn't know before. Uh, maybe, maybe the illness. I didn't realize the gravity of the illness because the last time I saw Dusty at an autograph session in New Jersey, he was very skinny. He was he was as frail as I'd ever seen him in my life, and I and I and I didn't know what was wrong with him. Last night's emotional part centered around the man that will be our guest at 11.30 Eastern this morning, Dustin Rhodes. I always looked at Dustin as the child that got passed over. And I think we learned that last night, that Dusty never really had time for Dustin and his, and his sister. And I think he learned from those mistakes, and that's why he was so involved in Cody's life. The 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 story of Dustin Rhodes and his, you know, I always use chasing of the hug as a as a uh, you know a comical thing on the show, but Dustin was chasing the hug of his father his entire life, and and just think about how when. Dustin and Dusty were laid out for the first time by uh, uh by uh Ted DiBiase uh, and Virgil by DiBiase and Virgil and he was laying there in his dad's arms where that was the first time he ever truly felt close to him that hit home with me because wow. it's almost as if Dusty was finally embracing his son. He was coming to the, he was saving his son. He was there for his son. And it kind of sucks that um, in that moment, it had to happen in a wrestling ring, in a wrestling angle and not in real life because years later, after they had split apart for five years, they finally got that genuine embrace. And you heard Dustin talk about it. Three stories last night. The Dusty Road story, the Dustin Road story, and the story that will continue. To me, the most important story that came out of last night's documentary was the Cody saga. Guys, we've discussed the finish of WrestleMania of Cody and Roman. Uh internet wrestling community, wrestling fans all over the world still debating it. Right call, wrong call. Vince made the call. The call was in place for months. Blah, blah, blah. If after watching last night's documentary, you don't believe that the WWE got it right, you truly don't understand what this business is all about. 
It's no coincidence, zero, none, zilch, nada, that this documentary aired right after WrestleMania, one week after WrestleMania. This was the first documentary we saw after WrestleMania. And now, after watching last night, I want to see Cody win even more. Wow. Wow, bully. Good. Woo-hoo. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, I, how about that? Well, I mean, listen, the documentary was very emotional, and we're going to talk a lot about it this morning. And Bully just mentioned something about the Cody story, and it's something our producer, Paul, brought up to me as soon as I signed on to Zoom before the show. Like, Dave, you know, don't you see you know, the resemblance of what Cody's going through to what Dusty went through in 1985 with Ric Flair. And and he said it in a way kind of like what Bully's saying right now, where, like, this is hope for Cody. But when I go back to, to 1985, I thought they dropped the ball there. Like, you know, I'm I'm hoping that they rewrite history a little bit. And I feel like... They dropped the ball in 1985, and I still feel like they dropped the ball last weekend at WrestleMania. And I understand what Bully's saying as far as like the timing of this documentary, because it is well-timed, and I'm hoping that this is going to be Cody's time. But just like in 1985, when everything was built up for Dusty to beat Ric Flair at Starcade 85, and it didn't happen, they were chasing that moment. And they tried to get that moment back at the Great American Bash in 86, and it fell short. And I felt like they didn't take advantage of the moment that they had at Starcade 85. And I feel like still they didn't take advantage of the moment that they had for Cody at WrestleMania 39. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think you can be I don't think you can be any more wrong about Cody. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I, I can. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Barring Cody getting injured, Roman getting injured, one of them doing something outside of uh, outside of the box, getting in trouble in their personal life, getting arrested, or some crazy cockamamie thing that could possibly go on. If they stay the course, this is going to be huge. For Cody, Mark, let me, I, I don't want to lead you to the answer that I'm looking for, but let's think in the world of the WWE, okay? Let's go. Cody Rhodes leaves the WWE and <clears throat> goes and starts AEW, helps to start up AEW, all right? Right. He comes back to the WWE and debuts at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. He beats Seth Rollins. He beats Seth Rollins in his, in their next match. He beats Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. He tears the peck. He goes on the shelf. He come he comes back and he enters the Royal Rumble at number 30. He wins the Rumble. And if people would have gotten like Dave would have gotten the way they wanted it, he would have come back at WrestleMania and won at WrestleMania also. In the world of the WWE, in that one-year span, or one, yeah, one-year span, Mania to Mania, what else would there have been for Cody Rhodes to do? 
I, I don't think there would have been nothing to do. I mean, you you win everything without without there being any hiccups or bumps in the road. No struggle. No struggle. And you I think you said it best last week that where is his uh his struggle? Where is his fight? Where is that rocky moment where you lose and then you go back to the drawing board and you train and you sacrifice and you have a realization in the mirror and then you go back and now that fight means everything. And yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. Dave, where is it? In a matter of one year, he was going to win two WrestleManias, one Royal Rumble, three matches against Seth. I mean, you could look at a guy like Cody as somebody who came in from the outside. Nobody who comes in from the outside gets over immediately in the WWE or gets to the mountaintop immediately. What would have been for him to do? And last night, just one final point. I, I do want you to answer the question. If you listened to Cody last night in the documentary when they were talking about the cage match in Greensboro between Dusty and Cody. You were talking about the missed opportunity when the referee called the match because of the excessive blood, correct? No, this I'm talking about Starcade when there was the the interference uh, from the four horsemen and there Tommy Young called for disqualification and then the pin didn't happen pin happened after that, but Tommy Young came back. It's it is it's what you know the whole convoluted ending the Starcade eighty five. Yeah. Okay, but if you would have listened to Cody going into the cage match with Flair, if you listen to the way Cody describes the story the angle and what was about to happen in the payoff. He basically is stooging off everything he's about to go through. He's going to go through the same thing. His father went through just, it's going to be the WWE way. And remember last week, we talked about Heyman's promo where Heyman never rent mentioned WrestleMania. He said, you're not going to get a shot at Backlash. You're not getting a shot here, there, the Rumble Survivor Series, uh, blah, blah, blah. But he never mentions Mania. He also never mentioned one other venue. And I think that there's two possibilities now for a huge Cody Rhodes moment. Do you have any idea about what other venue I'm talking about for Cody? What, what, what venue? Garden. Madison Square Garden. Now, I do believe that in September 27th was the anniversary, 1977, something like that for, for Dusty. Could you imagine if they ran a Monday Night Raw from the Garden close to that same exact date and Cody were to win it there? That's the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Feel emotional. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Dustin Rhodes joins us here on Busted Open. And more importantly than anything else, and I know Bully and Mark have a lot of questions for Dustin, I do want to, again, promote uh, DustyRhodesFoundation.org. Once again, DustyRhodesFoundation.org. We talked about it earlier in the show. We're all going to make a donation for this great cause. And and Dustin, really, uh, for our audience... Can you please just give us a quick overview of the foundation and how people can get involved? You know, uh, I remember dad a long time ago, he used to uh, do the Florida boys ranch and it was all about the kids, you know, and this is, you know, for under underprivileged uh, sports athletes, you know, baseball players, football, whatever, they, they don't have the equipment and things like that. This is what the Dusty Rhodes Foundation is. Just trying to give back to the less privileged kids. Wow, that's a great, great charity. Yeah. Dustin, before we even get started, I know we're on limited time. I just I just want to say this because I have said this hundreds of times on this show, and I don't know if I've ever said it to you before, but you deserve your flowers. And I think you deserve your flowers more than a lot of people in this business. You're one of the greatest workers I've ever seen in my life. And I think when it comes to the to the Rhodes family, I kind of feel like personally you get lost in the mix sometimes of talking about Dusty or talking about Cody. You're you're phenomenal and you've always been phenomenal. And I don't use the word pro wrestler. I use the word worker because to me, there's a big, big difference. And calling somebody a great worker is much a much bigger deal than calling them a great pro wrestler. So uh, I just wanted to say that fucking love you to death and i think you're an incredible worker and an asset to this industry thank you bully that's that's very kind of you i do appreciate and a that great mentor much. and a great mentor uh, the older i, I get remember, the... go ahead sorry Dustin, I, I remember you going to the ring i would i would show up to the building um you know 10 o'clock you know and you were already there 
in the ring working with somebody. Like yeah. that that yeah. that 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 rearing process is um is something that you got to love to do and um where where did you find that love for it? I know you you love the business, but everybody can't teach and everybody don't want to teach. What where where did you get that from? That's a good question. I have no idea, man. I just uh one day started going and doing it and showing things and kind of just sharing what I know and the way I do things, you know, which is different from a lot of ways. A lot of trainers, they uh, teach different, you know, but uh, I think the basics are pretty easy to uh, train for us because they're universal. They, you know, it's, it's the way we do things. It's the way we were all taught. Um, but the youngins today, they're, they're taught a little different. And I just wanted to teach them my way. And that's what I do with my school. I teach them my way. And it, uh, at the end of that 12 weeks, I think they have a good understanding of what the basics are. And then we take it to the next level with advanced training. I love it. I don't know where it came from. It just, you know, it just happened. And I owe it to the kids. I believe at 53, trying to uh, give back to the business. And that's what I love to do now. So. Dustin, uh, the documentary last night about Dusty, your oh. thoughts on it, a good representation of dad, but more importantly, did you feel it was a good representation of your family and your family story? I do. And, you know, I've watched a lot of those documentaries and last night, this is the fourth time I've seen this, you know, but I've seen the uncut versions, um, you know, and they affected me. And last night was no different. It, it just uh, kind of broke me down a little bit. And I'm probably the emotional, sensitive one of the family. And I don't have a problem crying at the drop of a hat. And it really touched me. And, you know, just watching the uh, Twitter kind of light up and, and live tweeting it and what they were saying back to me. And it just uh, it felt very special. That is spot on. I mean, it was as honest as uh, I could be. And I don't know about everybody else in the family, but I thought it was done very well. Rob flew in. He met with each of us. And then, you know, we had that dad always wanted us together for something like this at the end. And it came together in a nice package. But, man, it was it was draining watching that last night. When when you experienced that moment when you were sitting in the front row with DiBiase and Virgil and they knocked you over the guardrail and dad comes and he covers you up, the feeling that I got listening to you on the documentary was that was really the first time you ever truly felt close to your dad. Did, mm -hmm. did, did I get that right? Did, was that really the first time as a, as a young adult that you felt close to Dusty? At that point, I believe so, you know, because I'd been searching for so, so long uh, growing up. And I, I get it. You know, today is, is different than it was back then. You know, the pro wrestlers of the old, like my dad and Harley Race and all those kind of guys, they were hustling. They were on the road. They were away from their families. And some of those families didn't pan out and they got divorces and things like that. And that's just the way it was. But I needed my dad and every Every year I would tell my mom, I want to move in with my dad. You know, I need him in my life. And then when she finally left me, man, it was like, okay, I'm there now with him, but more with my stepmom because he was gone even then. 
throughout my high, high school years. He would come home every seven, eight days for a couple. It just wasn't enough. And then, you know, finally, you know, breaking into the business and then doing and having that moment with dad while he's, you know, wrestling Savage and, you know, DiBiase and stuff and him jumping on my body and I could hear it like it was yesterday. No, not my boy, not my boy. Oh, Dustin, not my boy. And it was just raw. It was real. And when I said that last night in the documentary, it was, um, it, it's, it's one of those emotional things that just kind of broke me down. I'm going to try not to do it right now, but it, it was, it, it was probably one of the first times that I really felt close to my pops, you know, and, uh, it was real, it was raw and I'll never forget it. You know, Dustin, I wanted to talk about the moment in the documentary that kind of hit me. And that was when you talked about the five years that you didn't that you didn't have a relationship with your dad. You didn't see your dad. And then you're both at the same place at the same show. And you were told that your dad was going to be there. And you're kind of like, whatever. And your dad saw you, ran up to you and, and gave you a hug. Like I, I that moment, as you were talking about, ran through my head like all last night when I was trying to sleep because I was thinking in my head. What if what if that moment didn't happen? Like, what if you didn't see your dad on that show? Like, how much longer could it have gone? But all it really took is you just two being in the same place at the same time. Do you think about how much? How many times does that moment cross your mind? It's crossed my mind a lot. And me saying whatever, you know, was probably an exaggeration just a little bit. I mean, inside of me, I'm going, holy shit, I'm freaking out. My dad's yeah. here. What's going to come out and hit me is he gonna you know browbeat me is he gonna what and he walks out and you know just to kind of put it into perspective me and barry and uh mr perfect are sitting in in the um they're fixing to go shoot the the west texas redneck stuff in florida right there and we're sitting all out there with our four wheelers and he comes out and it's just this godlike figure to me and his cowboy hat and his shadow, the way he, you know, uh, had this swagger and he's walking real calmly and he walks up to me and I'm just like, you know, my heart is just like going boom, 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 boom. What's going to happen? You know, I'm freaking out and no words were said. And we just, he just hugged me and Mr. Perfect walked on, Barry walked on and we hugged for, without saying a word for about 20 minutes. And it was uh, like... Like I said last night, it was it's like weights were just thrown off your body and you felt light as a feather and it was all gone. It wasn't gone, but it was it was a relief. And it's it's something that these days now I, I use and I go back to that and think to myself, you're having problems with your dad, your mom, you're not talking to them. It's bullshit. There's a way that to fix that things, because it is important. That's your only father. That's your only mother. That you're going to have and you know do you want to let them leave this world without telling them that you love them and trying to you know mend some fences and that's that's where it started and we we meant we mended that fence you know and cody has had a, a hard hard time with it you know because i was kind of out of his and teal's life too and all i can do is you know make my amends just like in my sobriety you know and just go to them and tell them i'm sorry and just be there for them and love them no matter what and that's what i do now and i i think i've uh, done a great job at 
seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, fixing myself, going to rehab, becoming clean and sober for 15 years, gaining my life back, gaining everything that I had before and more, and just have a, a wiser outlook on things and things that used to piss me off don't. And they just, I have a little more patience for problems and things and I think about them and try to work them through. And I think family has, uh, is the most important thing in our lives beyond uh, money, beyond power, beyond fame, beyond anything. The, the true things that are there in your life are your family. The ones that are truly love you, their blood. And you know, it doesn't always work out that way for some people, but they need to fix it the best way they can. Right, Mark, go ahead. Yeah. Well, Dustin, one last question, because we only got about a minute left and hopefully we can get you back on. How is your relationship with Cody as of right now? It's great. It's really good with, with my whole family, you know, um, I think it, like I said, it's, it's important to mend those fences and I've mended them and I've done all that I can, you know, and I think me and Cody have become a lot closer when I was there, you know, and we were partners and we, we took on the shield and we went on and we did our things and then him coming to AEW and me working closely under him and together a lot. So there was a lot of time lost back in the picture and we were all just kind of living together and loving each other. And I told him every day I love him and things like that. And it's just the way it is now. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Your new NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. Indy, good morning. How are you? I, I gotta, I gotta start off because I gotta eat a little crow and I gotta apologize here. Yes. So when he eats crow, I gotta eat crow and I gotta apologize. Um, I hosted um, the Stand and Deliver pre-show at the crypto.com arena with Peter Rosenberg. Mm -hmm. And we did our picks. And when it came to the NXT women's championship match, um, I said, you know, um, look, I said, I, I mentioned a few different wrestlers that I thought had a possibility of winning that match. The one name I did not mention in that pre-show was your name, Indy Hartwell. And, even though I, I am not alone in that, now that you're here and on the show, let me be the first to apologize. I should have seen it coming. The hard work that you put in over the last year, the story that was being told, and I think you fooled a lot of people. I think you surprised a lot of people. So let me be the first person, because I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong, I apologize for not picking you this Look, past weekend. It's okay because I think I should apologize to myself because I surprised myself as well. I, I wasn't even my own pick. <laughs> I, I talked about it on NXT last week that like, I've really been doubting myself. Like my whole, like the past year and a half for me has been like a total roller coaster with like not a lot of ups, many downs. So honestly, like 
I, I know that I wasn't a lot of people's pick to win. I wasn't my own pick to win, um, but here I am as the NXT Women's Champion. It's crazy. Indy, for the, for the remainder of this interview and for every next time you appear on Busted Open, <laughs> please, when he is burying himself and apologizing and eating crow, don't ever let him off the hook again. Hit him with the shovel, throw him in a ditch, and right. bury him with the dirt that he deserves to have thrown on him. Please. Okay, no. Okay. And now my question for you is, um, too often in wrestling, when we're first entering our careers or we get on into the twilight of career, we don't have, we, we don't take the time to stop and smell the roses or enjoy the moment because of the speed of life or the speed of wrestling. Are you enjoying this moment so far? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. And like you said, it's hard for us to like slow down and smell the roses. And I honestly hadn't really been doing that till I was in the ring at the Royal Rumble this year where I just like stood there and I was like, damn, like I'm really here. I'm really doing this. And I felt that when I was like sitting on top of the ladder, holding this up um, last, last weekend. And like, I'm really starting to just stop and feel and like appreciate everything that's happening right now. When you say stop and feel and appreciate, tell me, tell me what comes to mind when you say the word appreciate, what are you appreciating the most about this victory or about your run or about this moment in your career? I'm kind of looking back and thinking about all the times where I was really down and really like, like I said, doubting myself, wondering why I'm going through this when things were so bad, you know, uh, it kind of just makes everything so much more worth it. So that's what I'm kind of appreciating right now. I'm appreciating like the, the bad, the really bad times that I went through to get this. Can you tell us about yeah. some of those bad times? Uh, well, it's, I mean, if, if you've watched NXT for the past few years, you've seen that, like, I've gone from being in a group with uh, these amazing people. I was kind of abandoned by these people uh, and had to find my feet on my own. And it, it wasn't always successful. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of losses um, and I just, I, I just kept going, like, whatever... Whatever was given to me, I did it uh, to the best of my abilities. And now I realize that all that stuff is paying off. Andy, do you think that this is a byproduct of all the work that you put in, the improvement that you made? Do you, and do you see the improvements that you've made this past year? I, I definitely do see the improvement that I made it. And I know that this, like I've said, it's like a reward for all the stuff I've gone through. And it, it makes me feel good to know that, you know, my bosses, my coaches see the hard work that I put in, uh, even though they might not always show it to me. Uh, I think it's kind of like that tough love. Mm-hmm. You know, Indy, here we are, you know, a, a week removed from Stand and Deliver, the biggest show for NXT. You're at the Crypto.com Arena, a very big building, hot crowd like it was. It's WrestleMania weekend. So you're right. You talk about all the struggles that you had and getting knocked down and getting back up again and even doubting yourself going into that match. 
Could you have written a better story? Because that show, the biggest weekend, WrestleMania weekend, I mean, you, you got to kind of look in the mirror and say, you know, I earned this, especially coming off of everything that you went through the last year. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I know I earned it. I know I deserved it. And it just goes to show, like, I don't think I could have written it any differently. Maybe six months ago or a year ago, I was hoping things were different, but I, I just trusted the journey and the process and landed me the NXT women's champion. As you said, the biggest biggest NXT show of the year. I was on Stand and Deliver two years ago, the first one that was in the PC in front of way less than 10,000 people. Yeah. So, yeah, I I really couldn't have written it better. Like, it's, I, I feel like everything has worked out, like, amazingly. I just got to, you just got to trust it. Indy, one of the things that we have been talking about on the show for the past couple of weeks has been, Cody Rhodes and Cody's rise to the world championship, Cody's loss at WrestleMania and now coming out of it. There's two trains of thoughts when it comes to pro wrestling, slow and steady wins the race or overnight success. And I want it now. What are you being taught in NXT? And did you think one way or change your mind? And which, uh, which, which way do do you believe in? I would say that I believe in the slow and steady because that's kind of what I've been through. And I I thought to myself, if I get everything all at once, then where do I go from there? I'm still pretty young in this business. Um, I I mean, I've been wrestling for seven years now, but that's kind of nothing compared to some people. So I'm I'm all about the slow and steady. I know it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. A lot of my coaches tell me that. So I just try and keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I just try and keep that in mind. When when they tell you it's a Andy, marathon, and pin. go ahead, Mark, go ahead. We 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 gonna definitely have to put a pin in that. But you you've had your own you had your journey, and all the diehards like Dave and Bully and I, like we know Andy Hartwell. We we saw for all of the people that are new, who is Andy Hartwell? Indy Hartwell is the heart of NXT. I'm a leader at NXT. I'm the gatekeeper of NXT. I've been there for three and a half years now. I've seen a lot of people come and go. Uh, I'm one of the girls who's been there the longest. There's only a few women that have been there longer than me, which I, I look up to those women. Uh, but I'm, I'm basically, I, I've, been th- I've been through it all when it comes to NXT. I was back there for black and gold full sale days, uh, the the turnover with NXT 2.0, and I'm still here on the other side. So yeah, Indy Hartwell is the heart of NXT. I, I love it. And I love what you just said about you've been there. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen a lot of people come and go. And we've talked about it here on Busted Open that the women's division in NXT is amazing. And the talent that's there you know, Cora J, Gigi Dolan, who we spoke to a couple weeks ago, JC Jane, Roxanne Perez. I mean, this is a real strong women's division. And you had a great defense even just this past Tuesday on NXT. Like, who's next for you? Who do you want who do you look at on this roster that you want to get into the ring with? I guess who's next for me are the two girls that came out and attacked one attacked me, one came down the ramp after my successful title defense. So 
seems like they're next. Not sure what they did to deserve it. <laughs> um, but we, like, as you said, we, we have a lot of girls in the PC who haven't even made it to TV yet. And these girls are progressing really, really fast. Like come to think of it, they're, they're, they're having matches within a few months of training, which is crazy. So I'm, I'm impressed with all of them. Um, so there's some that you haven't seen. Uh, and I'm ready to defend against all of them. Because I know by the time that they debut on TV, I'll still be champion. Nice. Dave, are you like trying to start a fight? No, I'm not trying to start a fight. I, I, the, the women's division yes, is amazing. What, wait, what? Steve, do you the see any time a woman has come on and you didn't mention Zoe Stark? It's like you're trying to you're, you're trying to find a way to piss her off. He's a well, Zoe hater. Well, Indy beat Zoe, so I, I how I, I'm sorry, I can't mention Zoe. Indy has already defended her championship against Zoe Stark, so she's in That's the back true. of the line. I love Zoe. But she's in the back of the line. All right, Indy, you've accomplished it. This is a major goal. Wait, excuse me for a second. Zoe, it's Bubba. Yeah, we're on live right now and busted open. You believe yes. this? I have to deal with this every day, Indy. And Dave LaGreca is burying you right now. Well, she lost. He said that Indy you already need to beat get her. to the back, back of the line. He's Indy, completely burying you. Indy already beat her. I, I, okay. I, I, yes. Okay. Okay, thanks, thank you. Bye. Yeah, the best friends. Okay, so Indy, you've accomplished a major goal. You've won the NXT Women's Championship. You are the leader in that division right now. Now that you you've accomplished that goal and you want to defend that championship, are you starting to look ahead maybe to, you know, appearing on Raw or SmackDown in the near future? Now that you've accomplished this goal, definitely. I mean, NXT champions have appeared on Raw and SmackDown in the past, so. I'm looking forward to doing that too. Okay. I love it. I love it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President, of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.